All right, everybody. Huge, huge New York City news. On September 22nd, your boy will be doing Radio City Music Hall, folks, in New York City. Tickets on sale today at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. The pre-sale tickets, only pre-sale. You have to use the promo code Chrissy. Use the promo code Chrissy, C-H-R-I-S-S-Y. Radio City on sale right now. Pre-sale promo code Chrissy, September 22nd, Radio City, baby. Now, if you're not in the New York area, you don't want to travel, I will be in California this week, uh, Friday in Fresno, Saturday in San Jose, Sunday in Sacramento, uh, and also I'll be in Vancouver tomorrow. Um, and then in March, we have Florida, Fort Myers, Orlando, Jacksonville, uh, West Palm Beach, and Miami, March 24th, 25th in Boston. All four shows at the Wil Wilbur have sold out. We will be announcing a show in Medford, Massachusetts for the fall. It might be out there already, so those tickets sold out quick. So if you want to see Chrissy Boston's, Chrissy Paul Revere's, ChrissyComedy.com for Tiki Wikis. And then in April 1st, we have Tampa, Florida. April 12th, Austin, Texas. April 13th, San Antonio. So Ralph Barbosa fans, come all to that. May 5th, Buffalo. May 6th, Ithaca. May 7th, Albany. Mike Cannon will be with me on those. And May 28th, Newport, Rhode Island. But baby, September 22nd, Radio City. Pre-sale code happening. New York City. Use the promo code Chrissy. It's a big one, babe. So I want to. I want you to come out for that big uh, moment for me, and um, I'm gonna shoot. Uh, I'm gonna shoot a little stinker out of a t-shirt cannon. What's up, sexy chickens? Coming up in March, we got Niagara Falls. We got a big one at the Prudential Center in Newark on March 10th. March 11th at the Dome in, in Wallingford, Connecticut. March 12th, Long Island. Where you at? Long Island, stand up, man. March 12th in Long Island at the UBS Arena. This is basically our hometown show. Can't wait to see you guys. And then we got Milwaukee, Rosemont, Seattle, Portland, Boston, and so on and so on. We, we, re, we re, redid Boston because Good. the pipes broke. Yeah, the pipes broke so with the Wang April Theater. April 29th back at the Wang, and I think we're adding a show, but don't say nothing. I told you. Everything's on sale right now at ImpracticalJokersLive.com. I'll see you guys on the road. If you want to win meet and greet tickets uh, to see us on the road on tour, we do not sell them. We are not doing them. The only way you could win them is by this contest I'm about to tell you about right now. Every single Thursday night at 10 o'clock Eastern, there are new episodes of Impractical Joker season 10 right now. All you gotta do is take a picture of you watching the episode, could be with friends, family, or alone, naked, eating a bowl of cereal, hashtag it Joker's Watch Party on any social you have. And every single week, including tonight and every Thursday, we are going to pick winners and give away tickets to the tour and meet and greets. It's the only way you can get a meet and greet. Tonight's episode is Post Malone. He's the best. Check it out. Again, every single Thursday night at 10 on True and TBS. Hashtag Joker's Watch Party. I hope to meet you and greet you on the road. Don't be a flake, don't run away from your feelings, babe. Don't be afraid, don't be ashamed, don't hesitate to say, hey, babe, hey, babe, hey, babe, hey, babe. Just the two of us. We, we can, can make it if we try. Just the two of us. Hey, and babe. Hey, babe. How are you today? How are you today? Now, let me, let me tell you. Before, we, got, we have a great guest. You've heard of LBJ. Okay. You've heard of... L Lyndon Johnson, you mean? You've heard of LBJ. Okay. You've heard of MJ. You've heard of BJJ, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Sure. But my favorite one of all, RWJ, RWJ, Roy Wood Jr., folks. Oh, there it is. 
Has LeBron James taken LBJ from Lyndon Bain Johnson? At he this should, point? right? Is it, is it Bain? I don't know. Because I, I was about to say, I was about to say, and I, 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 made, I said Lyndon Johnson because I was like, what is the middle? Yeah, what is, <laughs> imagine the B is for Bane. He's like, give me back your city. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, A second term is mine. Yes, but, I killed Kennedy. Is it Lyndon, Lyndon, <laughs> Lyndon Baines Johnson? Something imagine like your middle that. name is Bane. Listen, I don't know. Did I mention I work at the Daily Show? I should probably know this type of <laughs> yeah. shit. Yes. Do you? That's a wait, good, wait, no, you work at the Daily Show. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> no, host. host he oh, works at oh, it. Oh, he works at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. We want you to host it. Listen, yeah. it, 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 who's, who are the powers that be, really? Seriously. We want you to host it. Honestly, There's everyone no... wants you to host it. Yeah. You, you, you are beloved by everybody. You can't go Comedy wrong. Central, let me just be honest with you. You guys haven't made a good decision in about five years. <laughs> the best decision you can make is have RWJ, the real LBJ, the, the people's, the people's Bane. Host the Daily <laughs> Show. Give me your show. Yeah, give me your show. I don't know, bro. I'm just happy to still have a job, man. I'll be honest. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, there's oh, people like you. Okay, let me just keep being funny, and then the rest of this shit will take care of but itself. Did you ever meet a person who didn't like you? Seriously. I swear to Christ. I've known you, by, like, forever, right? Fuck, I, I swear question. to Christ. I've known you forever. I have never, ever, and I mean this, man, you have the... The most pristine, best reputation out of anyone I've Seriously. ever met, especially as a comic, Ouch. as a person, but as a comic. I've never heard, look, we're all, we're, we all are rooting for each other. We're all friends with it. But sometimes yeah. you get people talk about people, they complain about people, this, that, give opinions. I have, I'm telling you right now, I have never heard an ill word about you, about <laughs> your true. comedy, about your character, about your person, from any person across anywhere ever as a comedian, ever, ever. Outside of women that I've dated in relationships that I've completely crashed that I shouldn't yes. have. Right. I've tried yeah, but to as be we say on, hey, babe, fuck them hoes. <laughs> <laughs> He now, said now this guy, this guy's a different story. <laughs> no, but professionally, I've heard some like the, even the stuff that people talk shit about me on. It's so whatever. Like, I know that there are some comics in New York City who did not like my second hour special because they did not like my outfit. Yes. Uh, what's that? The hat. That no, was the one with the hat and the kicks no. and the and the and the, and the, and the, like the bomber like track. It's the second one. It's the second one in Atlanta. I wore I wore white jogging pants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently yeah. you're not supposed to wear white jogging pants with a white shirt. Who and said, who said that, Mateo? Yeah, I don't know. There's <laughs> some young comics who are all into their sneaker shit or whatever. So Jesus. if that shirt beef with me, fine. And then there was a time where some snitch bitch in L.A. <laughs> There is a snitch bitch in Los Angeles. And if you're watching, and we know that you are, go ahead. This snitch bitch hears me do a bit that the verbiage, there was the same word that came up in both bits. Okay. Both bits are completely different. But there was the same word in both bits. And shout out to the homie Tone Bell. And so. Love Tone, love Tone. They text Tone while I'm on stage. Roy Virginia's doing your bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say you had a word in your first special in a bit that you did, and they were like, oh, they're no, kind of similar. No, okay. Okay. no, it was just this comic heard the word, and instead of coming to me after the show like a fucking adult yeah. and yeah. going, hey, man, I don't know if you meant to do it like this, but just so you know, Tone Bell has a bit that da 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 
That's all you have to do. That's the professional way to make a comedian aware right. that there's something that mm. they're flying close to somebody else's. Sure, ass. and the word the. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. always. Something. <laughs> so this snitch bitch. <laughs> Text Tone Bell on some fuckery. Hey, man, Roy's stealing your material. Now, thank God Tone Bell and I know each other. Thank God Tone yeah. Bell and I have rapport. Yeah. And Tone texts me. He goes, what's the bit? I send him the audio because I record most of the fucking new jokes. Yeah. And we go, it's nothing about Like, it's nothing. And even he acknowledged that. Tone Bell was he like. He acknowledged that it was nothing. Text yeah. the snitch bitch back to let them know, stand down. It's not a snitch bitch. But to this day, Tone Bell won't tell me who it was. Oh. Won't tell me who it was. Oh, but they wow. know. It's been 10 years, and you see my emotion. It's wow. probably best I don't know. Yeah. You Sal, to, Sal. Yeah. Tell them. I, I can tell you. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was us. <laughs> and I'm sure I've seen this person. I'm sure I've seen this person since that time. Oh, they look they they the very face. friendly to you. Yeah. But, they, but hopefully they learned a lesson, and hopefully they're a decent yeah. person now, and it's fine. I it's get, a comic. I get, for sure a comic, yeah. but I know yeah. Tone didn't want to throw that person to the wolves because yeah. maybe they were new and didn't yeah. know the game. Right, yeah. Th- that motherfucker, yo. That gets that, under your skin, that, man. That but that, but so that is the only time, that's the only person, though, Ever in comedy that I I swear to God I've never heard one person even say even that to Roy even accuse him of anything no, in no a way, dude. It literally no way. I I don't I can't see. I'm trying to think of who who is more like liked in the comedy community than you, dude. I don't time, know. I mean, I mean, I love you. You're mm. like one of my close friends. I ever, I, I I don't always mean George to Wallace. just give you a hand job. George but, Wallace is the only other one. I don't always mean to give you a hand job, but it just it's just, but it happens. It's just the truth but the, is the truth, dude. Like this, you there's no one really better than you, dude. If you're I'm gonna get a hand you. job from some of those sounds, the guy yeah, very soft hands for a man is. for like a guy who's a you know like a straight man. Oh, Softest hands in the straight yeah. male community, Sal Volcano. And by the uh, way, I think the guy who said snitch bitch. I think Venetia may work for him. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, I try to later. be kind, everybody. Uh, wow, probably. ooh, dish bitch. Yes, yeah. Uh, I try to be kind. Can I? Can I ask you a question? Do, yeah. Did you ever think to add, like, to get someone to ask? Because I could, I could, I could not even mention it. You want? I, I could try to find out who it was. I, I almost set up a sting operation. Because <laughs> <laughs> the room that I did the joke in was one of those bizarro L.A. house gigs. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. Backyard with a fucking. Peacock or a pet raccoon, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. LA has a club scene, and then there's the weird alti rooftop weird shit. So the comics that frequent the weird shit rooms, for the most part, it's a lot of the same guys. Yeah. Right. So my thought was to just go on stage, take stock of every comic in the room, yeah, do the bit again, mm. and then wait for the text from Tone Bill. And right. then at least I know yes. who the eight people are. Right, 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 right. And then the next show, when one of those eight or nine comics is there, do a tone bell bit verbatim. Oh. <laughs> right. And just process of eliminate that shit all the way down. But the plan wasn't completely foolproof. And I have to, like, let go of shit like that. Because especially when you get into, like, comedy beefs, comedians, other comedians, they fan the flames. Right, mm-hmm. and it's really it's really fucked up. I, there was a guy, there was a guy who accused me of stealing a bit, and this has only happened twice. It is the tone belt thing, but this was the only time in twenty five years where I was openly 
challenged by another community. Okay. And so he goes on Facebook. He says what he's got to say. I assess both bits and both bits to me. It's a little bit more parallel thought. If anything, the joke premise was more lazy. And mm. we started from the same place and dovetail into different places. Okay. We started at the same premise. You have a joke there. And then from there, I went here and you went over here. But because we both started here, I've somehow stolen all of this too. Right. Got it. Even though that's not the truth. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like when my girl says, oh, if you lied about that, what else are you lying about? It's like, ding, I'm only ding, lying ding. about that. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> Anything so, else you think I'm lying about, we're both just thinking of it. It's parallel it's thinking. It's parallel thinking. Yeah. yeah. So, so he throws that up on Facebook. And this is the middle of the pandemic, bro. Oh. And it's everybody's bored. So, you yeah, know, they the internet is lit. And, oh, yeah. they're fanning the flames. And before I can even put together a reply, I'm just going through the comments, I'm just reading to see who's saying what. And a lot of it was comedians that I knew who know me and know my pedigree and know how hard I work at writing. And they didn't even give me the decency of a fucking heads up to go, hey, bro, just so you know. This is being said about you online. Right. They're in there fucking kikiing and laughing with these motherfuckers who know nothing about comedy. You're in there in the fucking comments laughing with other motherfuckers who are not comics and don't know the code and don't know the concept of parallel thought. Like, how dare you? Right. How yeah. fucking dare you right. run with me and be cool with me? Yeah. And then not even, I ain't saying defend me. Maybe I did steal the shit. But right. at least I, I've, have I not earned the courtesy? Motherfucker, right. I put money in your pocket. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. I'm not talking about some comics I just kick yeah, it with now right, and then. Right, I broke bread with you. Right. So yeah. I reply publicly, which I shouldn't have done. Yeah. Because there's a different power dynamic in it. It got out of hand, and me and the comic got on the phone, and we had a fucking amazing conversation. Oh. And it was love. Deleted both of our posts. Posted our call Dope. to show that, like, you know, blood... Crip Truce, yeah, worked together. Did his podcast a couple months later. We talked about it more on the podcast and all of that shit. But to the (laughs) streets, but to the streets, all they remember is the first. Sure, sure, sure. That's it. And so me going back and forth with him publicly only invited more idiots into the fray. Yeah, because people who are not comedians, when it comes to beef, it's it's rap shit where you're just going to choose your person, right? And so no matter what, to those people, because I crossed their guy, right, right. it's fuck me for life. Right, right, for life. It's such bullshit. It's so stupid. And I'm fine with that because I can be funny. Being funny forgives all sins, whatever. Right, yeah. But the comedians that were in those comments, I've not forgotten that. That shit hurt. It was fucking betrayal. And it was a level of just breaking violation of the code that I just don't fucking vibe with. And I, like... You end up distancing yourself from them without them even knowing it, or like yeah, but I mean, but you know me, bro. I'm kind yeah. of a loner anyway. Like yeah. I don't have a crew, right? Like I, I have, I That's know everybody. You say that because you, you seem like a guy. You're always alone, but you're not lonely. Yeah. But that's why I just get the dip whenever I fucking yeah. 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 Now the downside to that though is that creatively, I think sometimes I don't have the same advantages that the comics have because I don't have people that know me like a right hand to write and create with. Okay, and, yeah. And do stuff with. Right. So that part of it is kind of like, yeah. I wish I'd. Have Would you welcome that, that though? Because you're know. always just in. Your, you're always there with a pen and a. You know, you're always doing you're it. You're always writing new stuff. Yeah. 
But the problem is that you got to remember, though, the first nine years of stand up, I was a road comic in the South. Right. So you don't have clicks. You're just with whoever the fuck you got assigned to work with this week. Right. And then next week it's the next. So you're not yeah. doing eight open mics over the weekend with your buddies and growing yeah. together and getting a slice in between gigs. It's just me and a 50-year-old alcoholic. I'm like right, 20. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Staying out of La Quinta. Yeah. Fucking watching the kids of a headliner who's in the middle of a custody battle. Yeah, right. Babysitting eight eight year olds. So you started. <laughs> yeah. You started the road when you were Future still living. Day. When you were still doing in, out of college. Was yeah, I was in college. I was so you were still in Alabama. Then. I was in Tallahassee at the time. But Ta- okay, That's Birmingham was still my home club because they had open mic more frequently than Tallahassee. Yeah. But the idea of having a comedy community as a road comic, it's just different. So it's harder to have those people. So right. you just become kind of a nomad. So by the right. time I got to L.A. I just had my social habits were nomadic. Like I can kick it with anybody. I've right. worked with everybody yeah. in right. from every demographic, so I can hang yeah. right. anywhere, which is dope. Like the thing that I really respect about New York comics, I think the thing that I appreciate the most is that the comedians who don't necessarily agree with my politics or the Daily Show's politics still fuck with me as a stand-up. Right. And I think that's the thing that I kind of really like. I don't know. I think it's dope. And I, re- I have a lot of respect for those comics as well because I know that they don't rock with everything politically that the show does. Sure, and, sure. And that's fine. But it's Maybe just something that, about the comedy club that's just it's fucking Switzerland. I, fi- yeah, I find that to be true too. It's like, But I think like that the public doesn't know that comics are like that. Like, well, you I think know it's I mean? growing up in New York. It's being a comedian, number one, that's like a brotherhood. And sisterhood, and I think, and babyhood, and I think that the 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 um going up in New York, it's very difficult. I always it's very difficult to be like hateful in New York or hate one thing because we're so in such close proximity to each other that it's like if you want to be racist, go ahead, or or sexist, go ahead. But it's exhausting because the people you hate, you're going to see on the train. The next stop, yeah. you you can't separate yourself from yeah. that. So yeah. it, you just start to learn to become like, well, I gotta I gotta vibe with everything that kind it's of thing. Jokes you know? too. It's like, well, it's just, are you funny? Yeah. Are you are you funny? I mean, yeah. That's what it is. If you get if you're funny, you get the respect. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like whoever opposes you know opposite politics stuff. I, exactly. Funny first. Funny first always. I think the con- the younger comics start are starting to make politics their identity, and that's the worst thing you could ever do in comedy is make politics your identity. But I don't even try to correct young comics when I see them doing that. I feel like the industry will correct them. Yeah, because yeah. Because when you look at like, all right, if you look at television, television, scripted television, in my opinion, is a reflection of the beliefs of a country a year or two ago, right? Where it's like if you look at a lot of the shows that are that are baked in with I'm saying something specifically about an issue and this show is about the issue. All right, cool. You got a good three year run after George Floyd. We gave you a couple seasons and now you're starting to see a lot of pushback from networks where they're going, eh, kinda want a happy show. Right. Right. So as that starts as that tide turns and the shows become less preachy, then I think the expectations that people come to a comedy club, they go, you know, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just not going to laugh at it. I'm going to just sit quiet, mm-hmm. and the game is still judged on laughs. Right. Fuck a clap, fuck being right, that's cool, but the game right. yeah. is, Teray said this shit. Shout out to Teray down in Philly. He said, clever is cool, funny is best. So this idea that 
you can just run with your politics and go, they're wrong, I'm right. All right, that's cool, but sooner or later you got to have a joke on what you're doing is working now because we're still in that moment. But three to five years from now? Yeah. You can't limit age. your audience. You got to give, even if you're doing political, you have to toe the line. You got to give a little bit. You got to be able to 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 mock yourself. Yeah. Why? Why would you alienate a portion of your fan base? That's so. Do you feel that Daily Show, as much as it probably was a boon for you and your career and everything, do you ever see any because it's related to like a certain type of politics? Do you see? Do you? Did you see it like? any any negativity from it or any way that it might have hindered you? I think the issue that I run into now is that fans of The Daily Show who come to see me live find me to be a little more centrist sure. than I am on the show sure. on certain issues. And that, matter of fact, I'm going to show you a tweet that saved in my drafts Yes, Love a draft. that, I, Love started, a draft that I started to reply to. Nice, but you learned from the other lesson. Never reply publicly. Also, this person... The stand talked shit to me publicly last week. I said nothing, but I did book an appearance on Legion of Skanks, so you're going to want to be there because I'm going to rip the stand a new fucking (laughs) asshole, but in in person. Wait, the stand? The stand? Basically, I went on Legion... I I, I I just did it for the first time in like two years. uh, Yeah? Yeah. Legion of Skanks, I was going to say that I was going to do it. They said, oh, who do you want on Legion of Skanks? And some of the fans were like, oh, me, right? So I replied, all right, look, give me a date, whatever. And then the stand said, what's the point? You're just going to cancel, LOL. And then it, that oh, created like a whole bunch of things, LOL. whatever. <laughs> L- a whole bunch of things. Yeah. They said LOL, though. They did say LOL. <laughs> but then it's just going to go, and I'm just going to, yeah. You know, they, they, were, they were just giving you a little... Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, but you say nothing. I had a whole thing written out saying, I, I had to They should be able to take it now. You, that's what they it is. They should be able to take well, it. Well, let's see. We'll see. When are you going on? Uh, I think March. I'll tune in. Tune in. All right. <laughs> I'm wearing these glasses, so I, there it is. Look, but let's. Yeah, I want to read Roy's draft tweet. Here we go. Okay. Now that is the tweet that was sent to me from someone who came to the first show in San Francisco and was not happy with the joke. Okay. okay. So this is the tweet. Somebody tweeted Roy Wood at Roy Wood Jr. Your joke about Ukraine tonight. Dot dot dot. My Ukrainian friend came to your SF show and the joke was upsetting. I don't blame your point, but the idea Ukraine should have less aid because we have problems here is difficult for those who have lost friends. Roy began to write back, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I just, this is between shows. Now, this is why you shouldn't check your phone between shows. Yeah. Oh, shit, no way. Like, mm. But what that tweet tells me is that... <clears throat> even the tweet, I'm I can, the, right there, I'm like, that they're wrong. But I'm doing it's something so, that's touching a nerve, and that's good. Right. That's yeah. what comedy should do. Sure. So... Trying to go back and forth with the person, I'm never going to get them to understand what I was trying to say because you yeah. lost people in Ukraine, and also you ignored the whole backside of the bit. Yeah. I used the base, the thesis of the joke was just the idea that we send money for foreign aid for right. any war, not just right. Ukraine. We send money for any war, and if you are from an impoverished community that's been down bad, like I am. When you see other people getting foreign aid, it's like when you're in a restaurant and someone comes after you and they get their food first. Great. That's the joke. Great point. Great joke. So it's not, and I literally say, in the bit, I literally say, I'm not mad at you. Yeah. I need to talk to the waiter. Right. So it's about a conversation between black America and the government. That's all. Which is great. But- that's not what I would normally get to say on the Daily Show, Got or it. would normally right. figure out how to, the the nuance of it. It'd be more nuanced on the Daily Show, but on stage, it's just man. Right. Da, da, da. Yeah, but all you heard was the thing that made right. you feel the thing. Well, I think and I have to respect that. Right. 
yeah, but you have to right. be have to be okay with getting tweets like this. Also, you can't reply to every. No, right. you can't. And then, and I think what's happening too is now because people throughout the last few years have been, you know, kind of getting ahead with, like they feel like being angry is almost like a currency. Like if I'm angry, if I stand up for this and that, then they feel like something subconscious, like, oh, I'll tweet that. That will help me get followers. That will help me because I'm tweeting and saying something and usually it blows up in their face. But I think what's happening now is like, I've been doing comedy, what, 12 years? Nobody's ever walked out of my show. And I say, you know, on the line stuff. Last week at my show, People walked out, a, a family, uh, not a family, a group of people walked out for the first time ever in my career because they said I was transphobic. But I think that they just hear the word. I have, you know, T.T. Oh, yeah. Jerry and it's, my family it's just is a trans. Red flag. It's just to hear a word. All, I said, was, yeah. all I said was T.T. Jerry is, is trans, yeah. was in prison for 20 years. And I said, I don't care if trans, gay, straight, you're in prison for 20 years. I feel like you're a survivor and I want you around me. I said the safest I feel all day is when I'm laying on Jerry's tits. And and they and they, you know, got a good laugh and then they, I, the lady I don't even get where the slammed the table yeah. and then got up and walked out and I finished my set, you know, didn't even acknowledge them. And then when I I was about to leave and the manager of the club was like don't leave yet. They're angry. They're like waiting for you angry. So let us just get them out of here. And then I was like, okay. So got them out of there. Oh, and they were went out there. Yeah, I know. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted to be like, where are you? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I I, 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 I literally, I was like there. That's what I said. I said, that's not even transphobic. What I said, I'm talking about a trans member of my family who I lives with me, who I've taken in, who right. I love right. and doing bits about how much love we have. And they yeah. heard the word transgender heard, a non-trans person say anything about them and they get triggered and they don't even, they're not even thinking. It's like right. just reaction. Everybody's reactive now. Yeah, and it's like, but yeah. also within the tweet, you know, the person <laughs> literally says, I don't blame your point, period. So right there, you understood what I was trying to right. say. So I have to concede that everything else that I said might have ticked you off because I'm hidden close, I'm flying close to your yeah. side. Right. And that's just the game. I think as a comic... We can't police people's reactions. And right. I think that's where comics are starting to get into. Well, why are you? It's just, hey, you hey. like the joke? I don't know what it's to It's actually you. better that not everybody likes us because that means we're not hacks. That means that at least we're saying something. If, if your joke's going to piss someone off, that means it's not general as fuck and not everyone's going to like it. If you're getting away, then you're just a road feature that's doing the same set for a hundred, for 50 years and you're going to drop dead of a heart attack one day and a like, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> so we're like, we're like, you know, like. Fuck, the I specificity. Yeah. Because you're right. That's just what's going to happen, dude. You're going to fucking, you're going to drop dead one day at the Columbus Funny Bone because you're doing the same bullshit. You've made our career that's supposed to be not a day job, a day job, because you're doing the same, and you think that these jokes that are getting laughs are, are safe and good, and that that's, being a comic's not about being safe. I, mean, I gotta say, you gotta say, you know, I go up there, I go up there on stage and talk about how I think there's too many Ukrainian flags in the West Village. Like, this is the fucking America. I'm like, all I see is Ukrainian flags and rainbow flags. I feel like I'm in the gay part of Kiev. And people get, get upset. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just, I'm making ass. a point because it's my point of view. I still like Ukraine, yeah. but I'm just like, hey, this is the U.S. I want to see as many U.S. flags. I think there's, I think there's a place for for the comics who play it straight. Like, I think there's there's an audience for it. My issue is just when people, when people are trying to reshape what you say or what you feel. Yeah. But then as a comic, I have to, you have to detect, you cannot reply. You have to respect this person came to a show mm -hmm. and they just didn't like one thing. And for Great. all I know, they might have liked the whole other 58 minutes of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even, 
And then if you reply to something publicly, then you're inviting everybody who did not come exactly. to the show and has no context yep. to create a narrative. Right. And that's yep. what you don't want. Yeah. I, I just I cannot I just cannot, you know, I just don't want to exist in a world where I'm not trying to push the envelope, but it's just difficult because, you know, with with liberal audiences sometimes, what I find is that the reprimand is about the feelings. Right. Like, like if we, okay, like if we go, if let's go it's a hate mail, right? right? Let's talk hate mail where just straight up, I'll do a daily show segment and it could be, oh, I give you one I just did. Cop City, we went down to Atlanta. They're building a new police training facility at an elevation that's going to fuck up the environment down in the black neighborhoods downstream. And it's like, ecologically, it is a disaster. Fiscally, you could spend money on other things, whatever, whatever, right? So you have the pro-cop people who are just going to go, you're bringing race into this and why you're bringing race and mm-hmm. the police and we love the police. And that's usually a two to three sentence email. You're a race baiter. Goodbye. Right. Okay, fine. I get an email from somebody that's, quote, on my side. It's eight paragraphs about how you didn't do enough, and then you need to do this, and then you need to do this, and right. the story didn't talk about this. And I'm like, I have fucking four minutes. Right. I have four minutes to do something, and I'm sure we all want more, but also I have to have jokes. Yeah, I'm man. not vice not, news. Right. Yeah. I can't right. just stew in the sadness of this shit right. the whole time. Right. And that's the challenge is trying to make jokes about shit that a lot of people ain't laughing about. So when you try to make yeah. it funny, I get chastised for not doing enough. Or you made fun of them. You yeah. were making fun of right. them. Like, do you not understand satire? Yeah, 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 yeah. To be able to Well, that that's to- why, like, for me, I've made a dis- choice, just like a life choice, and it's helped me to not respond or get affected in any way, shape, or form by people who I don't know who have opinions about me. If I don't know you personally, if I'm not, if you're not my family or friend, or if we're not in the room together, even if I had just met you... I, I don't let your opinion of me influence me positively or negatively. I don't care if you think I'm the man. I don't care if you think I suck. I, I give you zero time because I, I used to get constantly sucked in. And then, you know what, a big thing is, too, the people who do that, who do get sucked in by it all day, everything, they probably don't have kids. They probably don't have a family. I, I realize, like, yo, I got three kids. I can't do that. I could spend all day doing that. So if I now, if you tweeted me or Sal tweeted me or a friend, then I would take it to heart and be like, okay, let, let me give you some of my time. What's going on here? Because we know each other. But if I don't know you, I'm like, dude, say whatever you want about I don't care at all. You it doesn't affect me. The only thing that bothers me where I'll like, yeah, YouTube. Oh, yeah. I can't explain <sighs> it. I can't yeah. explain it. But YouTube comments, they are generally well thought out. Yeah. Well measured and a very fair analysis yeah. of me as a performer. I'm like, ooh, this motherfucker. Because yeah, you, know you know what it is on YouTube? Yeah. I think it's like, you know, a tweet or whatever. Instagram posts like a little yeah. minute. It's like, oh, it's just my words. But YouTube is like, you watch me for 25 minutes, my whole being. And you were like, that's not for me. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. We're like, I'll take every part of you. Get out of here. What do you think yeah. about upload? Because I'm, I'm going to do a special in August, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm going YouTube. I think I'm going to do it myself and go YouTube. It's the future. But, um, yeah, it is. But, like, it's, like, it's the only platform where you could put it up and then get comments right underneath right. it about it. Yeah. For better, for worse, good, whatever, like the dialogue. <coughs> but, like, you put it up on any other thing. You know what your views are. 
you know, you, you, how many views good. you get, Engagement's but you don't know. Engagement. You're not. There's not a. There's not a. People nat- are not commenting on it. Yeah, live. No one, yeah. I mean, you, if you if you check that out on Netflix, I liked it. I didn't like it. But like putting it up there, and it's like, right. all right, there's gonna be two thousand opinions on it right underneath it. Down and to does the that second. influence people's opinions, even if they don't only watch a piece of it, they don't watch it or whatever it is. And so it's like that's an element that I think is a, is a game changer on YouTube that. Is on no other platform. I wonder if that's for better not, or worse. Not only that, Sal. Not only to, to the comments, and that and that's <laughs> fine. That's for us, and we cannot choose not to look at that. But the other part that people don't talk about is based off those comments and the algorithm in YouTube. If people don't like your stuff and report it to YouTube, it affects the views negatively. Right. Where that can't happen. And in, in you could yell, I hate this guy all you want at Netflix. I, I'm still going to pop up on your queue. So let me ask you, you know a question. I mean? if, you're a, if you have the ability to disable contact, uh, con- comments, to just say, take this for what it is. I, I want it to play just like it is on Netflix. Do you get shit on for disabling comments? I would imagine, yeah. Because yeah, you've yeah, opened yeah. it up to the public now. Right. Yeah, so... Right. You know, when you do a special on Netflix, HBO, it's not open to the public. I mean, yeah. it's open to the public, but it's kind of still like you. not everyone can say anything. No one's going to say anything to you about it. I think YouTube, the only thing I'll say about putting specials on YouTube, and it was a thing. It was huge in the during the pandemic and still, you know, big. But, again, it's an oversaturation where it's like everybody does that now. And that's another thing that happens when you open things to the public. It just will kind of make um, the art it, the arts are not for everybody bias. well the thing right? is the thing is too the haters can like you just said haters can affect you without even watching your shit exactly right? there's people that love my show there's people that don't like my show for whatever reason they see that they go on they're like oh he sucks this sucks he sucks they just don't, they don't watch it they yeah. just don't like me already they have a preconceived notion yeah and like you know yeah. it's kind of like why do you want to open yourself up to that so that's my only hesitation that doesn't that doesn't bother me as much it's just a matter of just not looking at it you know, which sounds crazy to it's say, but it's not like the only the only critiques I truly respect and I truly take to heart is email because my Ooh. email address is not public. So if you found it, you worked for it. Like yep. you really respect. dug around. and You found my personal email address to yeah. say what you have to say to me. I will reply. Respect. And it. nine times out of 10, when someone is saying something to me over email, it's usually something that is thought and it's a fair counter argument point analysis whatever which helps me become more well-rounded and make the bit but like even this ukraine tweet helps me okay how can i reword that in a way that still says what i want to say but is there a way uh, yeah okay all right i I, I, at least i considered it and now back to my regular shit so i can at least say i tried right what made me bulletproof for the most part was last comic standing right bro 2010 last comic standing that was the early days of live tweeting mm-hmm. and like the idea of being able to talk in real time to a performer right. on, or an actor or whatever. And so NBC contractually made us engage with the hashtag LCS. Oh, sure. Yeah. So for the, like we would take the show at five, it airs at eight. So at eight o'clock you had to be in front of a computer and you just had to just retweet anything you wanted or reply to anything. Right. But you had to actively, like they, they had hall monitors watching the, the hashtag. Right. So for a fucking hour, you're just reading the worst <laughs> shit uh, about you. Yeah. Mixed in with nice shit. Right. But you have to read it all. Every week for 10 fucking, I made it to the finals. So <laughs> I, every fucking week right. and Monday for an hour, I read the worst shit. You get a two-hour break, then the West Coast feed goes up, so you got to <laughs> fucking do it again yeah. for the West Coast. And 
just, I don't know, what I learned is that most people just have all the same shit to say. The critiques aren't thought right. out. Yeah. They're just yelling because they get a chance to get. It's writing on the bathroom wall. Yeah, well, any any type of anonymous, any type of thing where you can remain anonymous, I think it brings out the, the negative part of the human brain where you're that these people who tweet negatively at you, at all of us, probably don't even feel that way about us in reality. But that's a different reality. There's two realities. There's social media and the metaverse, as they call it now, and then our reality, this reality. So I find that staying in this reality is better. You know, we had Louis C.K. on the Chrissy Chaos podcast two weeks ago, and he said after all that stuff that he went through, everything that he went through with his, you know, problems, and it was all on the internet mostly. In real mm -hmm. life, almost nobody said anything to him ever. It didn't. It almost like it didn't exist in one reality, only existed in the other. And a lot of times we take that other reality and bring it into this, but mm -hmm. if you just abstain from that and leave that reality where it's at, then it doesn't affect you. Yeah, it real. just doesn't affect you. If, if you really, you know... We're in trouble, then the law, you know, in this reality, then the law affects you. Then you get in trouble, fine. But that reality and those people, I'm telling you, those people who say negative things to you probably come to your shows. It's almost po I'm almost positive they do yeah. because they, but they, and also I think what happens is too. You ever answer one, you ever, you ever just say, oh, fuck it, I respond. Yeah. And then the person who said some shit about you was like, yo, big fan, bro. Yeah, yeah, Like, I just want to, you know, it's like, what Well, here's heck? another thing that happens too. It's like, it's like, you know, like when you are at Madison Square Garden watching the Knicks and somebody behind you is saying that a player on either team sucks. And you want to turn around and be like, the worst player on that team, if they had stage four cancer in a wheelchair, would beat you in a one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Because they're in the NBA, and you're a fat dickhead sitting right. in section 305. Right. Same thing happens with comedy. We put our product out right. there. We have so many fans that we appreciate. But then they start to think they're as funny as you. They put in the work, so they start saying things just to be funny. But they realize you're not... Even if you say that you think I'm so unfunny, I'm still funnier than you could ever be in your entire right. life. Right. Because I've gone to a level yeah. that I've, we all have that. It's like, so when people talk That's shit, the thing about comedy, I think though. about that. That's the thing about comedy, though, is like, it's not, it's just like the same exact thing. So people think, well, I, I've made someone laugh in my life. Yeah, so I, I can tell you that, you know, yeah, I, I know can judge you. They, they, I yeah. was funny that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. So yeah. They, and they, they have no idea what it takes to do it with They you. have no idea. And yeah. they just think that they could be like, you know, like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. You yeah, know so I mean? you'll watch my special and be like, oh, you know, I, I don't like this joke. I don't like that joke. It's like, Try standing up in front of strangers and saying anything even remotely interesting. You can't. Right. You would yeah. you would literally be I mean, you're you're wearing dockers. I'm creating someone. <laughs> now, you know creating the, someone in my head. The real high octane. Yeah. <laughs> no, I see cotton dockers non-wrinkle with a pleat. I see <laughs> it. Can't be funny. <laughs> I see that person. The real high octane comments. If you really want a fucking fucking flaming hot Cheeto. Yeah. Your self-esteem. Yeah, yeah. Reddit, baby. Reddit. 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 Reddit, I, I don't like Reddit. It. Yeah. And and wait like for it. this one, Ticketmaster. Whoa! Oh, I didn't even think of Ticketmaster. Because they paid money, yeah. So they earned the right to comment because they which bought I respect. A ticket you paid yeah. for it. I respect that. <laughs> I, I fucking respect the head coach yeah. of the Utah Jazz. Remember the heavy guy with the glasses back in the day, Frank something. He was like in the eighties. Oh, Sloan? The before Sloan? Before, before Sloan. Sloan. There was like a, I forgot what his name was, but he said there was like this NBA video on VHS I used to watch and somebody was heckling him and he turned around and he said, did you pay for those seats or did you get those from a corporation? He goes, I pay, the guy says I pay for them. He goes, and you could keep heckling me. I'm not hearing it from the freebies, but if you paid, that's your right. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. He said, and he let the guy fucking rip him a new asshole because yeah. he paid his money. So the, I, I respect Ticketmaster ticket shitting yeah. on you. 
any venue, any venue that you all have done that were, where Ticketmaster handled the tickets. I've gone on there. You can go back and read the shit. <laughs> I've gone on there. The mo- the most, I respect most, that. It's intense, but, bro. A, a lot of what I, I see on those, though, uh, for the most part, knock on wood, is like not performance based. It's more like, you know, like the fucking we couldn't hear. You know, like the, yeah, they, they complain yeah. about like this situation and stuff. It's like, shorter. It's shorter too. Ticketmaster comments are not YouTube length. It's like three yeah. sentences yeah. and a star rating. <laughs> yeah, 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 they yeah, get yeah. in and out. But Reddit, those motherfuckers have like it's a forum. Down bro. It's a forum. Yeah. They have a conversation that's years long on there. It's crazy. <laughs> you go no. back. They still talking shit about you from three years <laughs> yeah. ago. Rocket money, canceling all your subscriptions. Rocket money, baby. Formerly known as True Bill. Yes. Okay. Rocket money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. This is the type of canceling you want to do. If you're going to get canceled, get canceled by Rocket this Money. This is it. Try it free for 30 days. There's enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. I do it all the time. You did it. I say it. I use it. Yeah. It worked for me. I saved about 270 bucks. Rocket Money. Yes. Rocket Money is good, so stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to Rocket Money. Rocketmoney.com slash hey babe. That's rocketmoney.com slash hey babe. Rocketmoney.com slash hey babe. You're gonna love it. Over three million people have used Rocket Money. Save them 720 a year. So yes, 80% of the people that have subscriptions they forget about. 80%. Why are you That's hitting eight me? Out of ten people. Because I'm so excited. I'm That's punching. What it is. If you guys are listening to this, I'm punching Chris right now. I love it. Yeah. Rocket money, baby. Quickly and easily identify your subscriptions and change your life. I love it. The Rocket Man. All right. Here we go. Hello, freshness, my old friend. America's number one meal kit. Love Sending Hello. fresh ingredients for me. I cook it in 20 minutes or so. So I eat all the meals with my family. And it's healthy and the options are way beyond. Fast and fresh recipes. Hello fresh taste and quality. <laughs> <laughs> Hello fresh you get yeah. far fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes. Yes. Live it right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on Hello fresh <laughs> yeah. to make home cooking easy for and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Yes, I love it. You're going to find quality ingredients and in HelloFresh's recipes. In fact, the ingredients travel from the farm to your home in less than seven days. So you know they fresh. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? Yep. HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes, taking the hassle out of dinner time. That's it, baby. And if you're looking for an easy, easy way to eat well and save money, cut back on expensive takeout and delivery, and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how fast, easy, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meat right in your own kitchen. That's what they say about Sal and I. We're fast, easy, and affordable. That's right. Um, go to HelloFresh.com slash HeyBabe65 and use the code HeyBabe65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Sal, tell me how this company makes money. I, I don't know. It's a they crazy business. Last time I was at your house, you had two uh, brown bags of uh, yeah. HelloFresh right on the table. I said, oh, my God. Yeah. You practice what you preach. I have so much HelloFresh in my house. I mean, uh, for my birthday, I'm, I'm popping out of HelloFresh boxes for people's birthdays left and right. That's what it is. It's amazing. HelloFresh.com slash HeyBabe65. Use the code HeyBabe65. 65% off. 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh. America's, America's number one meal kit. kit. I think, too, I, I now, like, we, you know, I think sometimes, too, with society, like, uh, things are, I understand there's problems, I get it, but things are so good in in life, like, we have so many things that are just so 
We have the, the best health care. We have the food. We have every basic need met. Every basic need met. Even if you're living in the slums of the slums in America, pretty much your primary basic needs are met. So what has to happen then is your brain has to create problems for survival. So then in an effort to survive, people have everything they want. They're like, I got to think of something to make me mad. It's like a motivating factor. And that's a lot of times what the internet is. These people are just like, well. It's just an outlet. Frank. It's just an outlet. And I don't even really hate my com- his, his or her comedy that much. But I'm just going to, I'm going to, I got to say something type of thing. And that's how I look at it. I almost feel like if you're commenting, like now if I feel like if you comment negative on something, you got to understand the type of pain that human being must be in. Because, dude, I've, I've right. never commented negatively on anything in my life because I'm like, how, if it bothers me, I just move on because I'm happy. Who's taking the time to, to sit there? You have to, you, you're dealing with an individual that's hurt, that's, yeah. got, that, that's in pain. And so you got to take, yeah. And that's where, like, when you start getting into, like, the conversation around, like, mass shootings and shit, I'm like, okay, these are the motherfuckers that are taking the pain off the computer out into the real world. Right, right. Where, like, okay, I'm mad about some shit, and then I had the confirmation bias conversation or whatever echo chamber, right? Reddit chat, 4chan, dark web shit that, right. I, that I frequent, and then I'm going out into the real world, and everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck is your problem, bro? Why are you... Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Why are you out here barefoot with a fucking bazooka? Right. <laughs> right yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, you could have yeah. calmed down. There was other places on the internet you could have gone. Yeah, like, yeah, gotten yeah. some fucking help, man. That's the shit that I really, like, when you look at mental health, too, that I don't think anybody talks about. It's like this idea that check on your friends, right? And right. Like, okay, absolutely. Check on your friends. They never tell us how. Right. Like, we've been just, like, the healthcare industry has, like, deputized every regular person into you. Right. Evaluate your friends right, for right, right, psychosis right, right. and make sure that they are. And if not, call. You see something, say something. Yeah. Okay. Right. Better help. Yeah, you can you go to betterhelp.com, yeah. put in that promo code, hey, babe, 10% off your first month. Yeah, yeah I, I just really wish that there was more of a conversation about the ways that we could talk to people and engage them. Because, like, whoever is the guy that's listening to echo chamber hate shit. Right. It's got the guns. There's a friend. There, there's at least there's one There's somebody person. that could intervene. Yeah. And just be like, hey, man, I ain't seen yeah. you in a couple of days. What right, 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 right. But how to have that conversation in a way that's effective, I don't think we've ever talked well, I mean, about look, a society. A couple of weeks ago with the Super Bowl, all the commercials, 50% of them were, were, were medicine. Was just like yeah. medicine ads and pills to take. When it's like a lot of the times, man, it's like you don't need all that. Like you don't like my daughter, right? What doc, you know, take a pediatrician. You know, we just met you. Like, oh, she's a little hyper in school. The teacher said she's a little hyper in school. So right away, doctor condition uh. meds. And I said, eh, no, no, uh. I wanted to get from you. Is there a website? Is there a game that we? Is there a way? Like. Cause no, I'm not. I'm Fidget not toys. Not giving her meds. What are you talking about? Right, like she's right. seven. Right. But that's what these doctors are conditioned to think, and the byproduct of a lot of that, a lot of those side effects, a lot of those medicines people are on, man, it gets isolating. And then you know the internet. I'm telling you, I think that the internet in 50 years will be looked at. Or social media specifically will be looked at the way people look at cigarettes, where it's like, hey, remember, remember, remember when there used to be messages about it? Because now, or already now, it's starting to happen. Uh, Neil Brennan sent me a New York Times article about there's a girl out there now who's 16 years old who's trying to, you know, kind of uh, uh, be the champion of of people to say, if you're my age, 16, get off your cell phone, get off, get social media detox, get out of it, get off YouTube, get off because they're seeing what it did to the old, their parents who are like my age, 38, yeah. 40, and they're seeing like, 
there's a lot of problems with it. So I think that we're I think we're living in a time where I don't know what it's going to become, but I know that I could see it myself. I I told you I got off I got yeah. off the internet August 26. It's only February. I lost 30 pounds. Everything in my life changed. My whole outlook on life changed. Relationships improved. You know, everything, because I got all that negativity just out of my head. Yeah. And now Venetia deals with it. And Venetia's gained 100 pounds and is suicidal. Right. But uh, it's about pushing me forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Do you feel like there's anything you, you you touch whatever you want you touch whatever you want I have I touch everything yeah just you not the, you not, not women without their consent <laughs> I, I have a thing where like a, a part of my <laughs> fan base I'm 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 uh I'm educating get trying to get new fans that don't you know that don't know that I all like I'm a stand up but then a lot of my fan base feel like they know me very familiar especially with my show and so sometimes they'll come and like if I deviate from what they expect from me right I I see it hear it feel it right away right so it's like if I want to talk about and I do I'll still talk about it anyway but it's like I see it tighten up right away and I'm just like does it pay for me to invest time in this type of material where I'm going against this grain or should I just kind of ride the the wave you know what I mean I think Ultimately, if we listen to the audience and we become the audience, yeah, so I yeah. just think you do whatever that if if they had if they hate, let them hate. How do you how do you order your act like the bad order of your act in terms of what you want to do versus what they want to hear? I mean, right now it's it's mostly like if I'm 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 a storyteller. It's more observation, a little more evergreen for me. Like it's more like that. But like then. If I get an idea, a premise I like or whatever, I'll still write, I'll still throw it in there. I'll just look for the right spot to throw it in. But I'm I'm primarily kind of storytelling and, and, yeah. and more like honestly. But like I'll do something like stupid like um like I'll I'll be coming off like some like, you know, nothing edgy. And then I'll just be like, let me I'll be like, let me change the let me change the mood, the death penalty or something like that. And then everyone like like Get shot, but then they tighten, right? Yeah. They're like they're like we're gonna listen to him talk, him talk about the death penalty well, now. You, you know, know what it is? Part of it is that Impractical Jokers as a brand is escapist humor in the sense that that show gives people a moment to breathe away right. from all of the things. And I, right. that's what we love about. It. We lean into that. I love Correct. that. But then I show up to see you, right? And then you lean into one of the things. I'm like, huh? yeah. But, but then I don't, right? So then I, they think yeah. I'm gonna, but I don't. But then it's like what you said. They just hear the words. Like I'll be like the death penalty. I was like, like, like I, I let's talk about it, right? So I said like something like, uh, I, I don't really have a problem with like, uh, you know, it's it's not it's not it's not about like, do we have the right to play God? You know, do we have the right to take a life? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I say I more have a problem with the last meal, right? So. So now they're like, it's just it's silly again. You got yeah. silly again. It's silly, but on, they're on, also like, what the yeah. fuck? And I'm like, I'm like, we could agree that on paper, it's a murder. This is a murder that's about to happen yeah. on paper. Why are we catering? Right. So then, so they <laughs> yeah. get whatever. They just still know where I'm going. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, and the fact that we get them anything they want, right, <laughs> is, is a weird caveat. It makes us feel like we feel guilty. Right. right, you know, like we're about to put you down in front of these people for what you did, but we're not savages. So if you like a bite to nosh, whatever <laughs> you want, we'll get it for you. You know what I mean? And but, I, but people I, just hear death no, penalty. They just get tight still. Right. And I'm like, there were times. I was like, there were times at the dinner table. My mom was like, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck around like that. Go upstairs. And I was like, I didn't get dinner just for horseplay at the table. This guy mows down a half a dozen people at a Santander bank. We owe him pumpkin ravioli. And like, <laughs> I, you know, but they still, they still don't want that from me. But here's the thing, though. I think that. <laughs> You're better off leaning into what you want to be and evolving, because if you're not careful, then you you 
fuck, I can't name his name, but like I've opened for guys on the road that are in the prison of just being what the audience wants. Yeah. And now it's too late because yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Look at look at Bob Saget. He did Family Matters. People come. I'm sorry. Um. Uh. Uh. Full House. Full yeah. House. And then and then and then yeah, he's fucking dirty as shit. Yeah. yeah. And then people would come and they're probably mortified, but he still had this whole stand up oh. career post Full House. Bob Saget walked yeah. out one night. Opening joke. <laughs> I knew back then the Olsen twins were going to be hot. Yeah. Opening <laughs> fucking. <laughs> not even good night. Not yeah, even yeah. good evening. That's How crazy. you doing? Yeah. Oh, first words out his mouth. Yeah. This is fucking. I knew the, back yeah. then the That's Olsen crazy. twins were going to be, be hot. hot. The Dude, he, what the Bob yeah, Saget said on an interview you once said leveled he, it right there. Bob, you leveled everybody. Bob Saget said on an interview, literally, it would be the 8 p.m. show on a Saturday. 50% of the room were little kids, families, thinking that it's Danny Tanner Full House, and yeah. he would come out and be like, I want to fuck the Olsen twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And so so I think, I, I think, yeah. I try to address that, too, because we yeah. get kids. Yeah. It's 16 plus, but these families come, they bring kids. I pull a little kid on stage immediately at the yeah. top, and I just, ha- I just say, like, he's going to be hot one day. Right into his face. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. No, no, yeah. but 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 I think Roy's 100% right. I think anything in life, forget about comedy, just obviously, you know, like you've heard it a million times, just be whoever it is you want to be because right. because people are going to not like you anyway. No, You're not going to get through this life with everybody liking you. And if everybody likes you, you're a people pleaser. That's not good at all. You don't want that. Yeah, you want to yeah. fundamentally be who you want to be, you know, within reason, not hurting people or whatever, but... And then ultimately, I think that's the best, right? I mean, that's the yeah, b- yeah. Then you'll feel good about yourself. I'm like, well, I'm unapologetically me. Like sure. Lizzo. Yeah, be the Lizzo. Lizzo. Be Lizzo. Lizzo. Go out there apologies. and be Lizzo, everybody. Yeah. That's what I try to do every I'm day. Your inner Liddy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Lizzo of comedy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I don't know, dude. With that being said, if you don't use Roy Wood as host of The Daily Show, then I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to... Sh- <laughs> you no, there you go. You got it now. There you go. Start a yeah, thread on Reddit. Unleash about that. my inner intel. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. I feel like, but I will say, even like tides turn, right? Because like I remember, there was a point in my life where I didn't like Bill Maher. I just was like, eh, whatever. But now I love Bill Maher because what has Bill Maher has done? The thing that he did is for the past twenty plus years, he's always just been himself. He never wavered. If he would have be, tried to become. You know, what I wanted him to become 10 years ago, I probably wouldn't like him now. Mm. Because, but there was like, oh, like you can sense like a phonies, but he never did that. He was like, I don't give, and then all the people who disliked him, we've all come around now and like him again because he's just, because the thing is, he's just, it's got nothing to do with what side you vote for, right? Like, I don't give a fuck about that. It's just this motherfucker believes in what he says and stands by what he says, no matter how much flack he's getting. That's what I respect. People they, don't change like that. They have it. Uh, I think we all agree. Bill Maher should be the new host of the Daily Show. Then, okay, well, hundred percent. C- <laughs> CNN's got their claws in them now. What's that? Yeah, CNN's got their claws in them now. CNN? Oh, really? They're running reruns of Bill Maher on CNN. CNN's trying to get into comedy space now. Really? Oh, yeah. Roseanne's got a special coming out on dude, Fox News. Yeah, yes. Fox Nation. Yeah. yeah, like what? This comedy yeah. special's coming out on Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like oh, the Gutfeld, uh, Gutfeld uh, comedy show. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Some of that shit they be seeing on Gutfeld be funny. I watch that shit. It like, is. I want to tell you straight up. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't watch all the things. I've right. been watching all that shit. But yeah. Also, a lot of New York comics I know right on Gutfeld. So yes. it's like, I want to see what the fuck my buddies Also, are going on Gutfeld, Joe DeRosa went on a, uh, a month That's or two ago. Yeah. Said he, for the only time he's been on television in a late night format, where he's actually gotten followers and ticket sales from that. 
was Gutfeld because really? so many. Yeah, you got Gutfeld. When they say on Fox News, and this is not an ad for Fox News, but when they say Gutfeld is the number one show in late night, that's a fact. They yeah. get more views than Jimmy Fallon. Everybody, well, they are the number only game. one. Huh? He's the yeah, only they don't game. have they don't have competition, right. so of course he can like. Oh, right, because he's on a little up. later. No, no, well, no, no. I'm saying like he's right leaning. Yeah, he's the only. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Got it. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Eyeballs is eyeballs and jokes is jokes. Right. And you don't have to go on there and be – he has people on there that are not right-wing. Comics – I mean, Joe's not right-wing. Right. Joe's so, in the middle, you know, right. or to the left even. So Lefty like cock. this idea that <laughs> – so this idea that comedy could only come from HBO or the late-night network shows. Yeah. So the idea of YouTube and all of yeah. that shit or like Daily Wire is doing stand-up yeah. specials now. yeah. Fox Nation. So it's like, be funny and find get a place. Get in where you fit in right. kind of thing. That same shit that you've heard all, get in where you fit in. All this shit yeah. is just, every channel, every streamer is just a conduit to convince strangers to see you live. Yeah, correct. All of this, Chris Rock said that everything I do is to just get people to buy tickets. Tickets, that's, right. that's that's how I feel. It's all to buy tickets. And Bill Cosby said, uh, you know, one a good quote he had. Bill Drink Cosby, this. he said, he said, I don't know the secret to success, but I know the secret to failure is trying to please everybody. And I remember reading that years ago being like, that's some shit right there. Because if you're trying to please everybody, there's you're 1,000% going to fail because that's yeah. an impossibility. So when you have now, let's say in comedy, you know, okay, the networks don't fuck with you. But, you know, I mean, dude, look at, look at some, some of the biggest comics in the world right now. They, you know, they wouldn't, uh, they, they wouldn't, Tim Dillon, they, they, they wouldn't get, uh, you know, or Nate Bargatze, Nate Bargatze's not up there, you so know, many saying things guys, all the way to the left. Not at all. He's so in the middle, maybe to the comics, right. man, their careers yeah. are the improv, forced, strategic improvisation forced by being rejected by the mainstream. Yeah. Like when you look at Andrew Schultz and what he's Good built, example. that whole fucking empire, what he's built over there. Yeah. Like that's because that was after a hundreds of no's. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then he fucking hit him with the Pedro Serrano Major League. Yeah. I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. I'll do it myself. Right. That's right. it, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deep cut. Yeah. I, I, quote, I quote that last week. I say, fuck you, Joe Boo. I do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like those guys, man, they've shown that the idea that you can only do it one way, it's false. Yeah. It's false. And like once you get people out to see you live, then they'll discover because here's the thing, like if you if you went up and you were trying to tell Q and Merced stories for twenty minutes, then merge into your shit, then it's some halfway type shit nah. where somebody new who's just curious about you goes, oh wow, there's a different side to him. I just thought he was. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't even mention a word about anything about that. That's what this is the whole point. Right, Perfect. it's putting a space Perfect. between it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect, because then sure. you get the new people that come out and see you. Yeah, and then they'll bring more people and more people. Right, right. Yeah, that that's all it that that's all it is. It really is like comedy is still an art form that's word of mouth and best consumed live in a smaller intimate space. You know, when you get, you know, Louis, when Louis was on, he said, you know, what the one thing he realized about doing arenas, 
is you're not supposed to be doing that for too long, and you're not supposed to be up there. He was like, you know, I was doing the TD Garden, the Boston Garden, saying, man, I should have just done two or three at the Wang because it was so much smaller because you just start to then you realize, like, shit, I'm just doing this for the money now and the fame, and that's not what comedy is. Music is that way, consumed by 100,000 people, but comedy is there's an intimacy mm-hmm. there that you needs yeah. to remain for as long as possible for it to be, like, a good, effective show and I think they could smell the bullshit that's why like you know when you have certain comics get to a certain level and the specials are you know pyrotechnics and they got jets flying over it's like you've lost that you're supposed to be the everyday man comics mm. we're supposed to be like hey we're identifying with everybody kind of right. thing you know it's not supposed to, like people like oh rock star like there was that Super Bowl commercial oh so and so is a rock star remember that remember the Super Bowl commercial it was um it was just on it was like people working in the office, they were like, you're a rock star. And it was like, Kiss would be like, you're not a rock star oh, yeah, coming yeah. in. Yeah. I think it's the same with comedy. We're not rock stars. Right. That's not what we are. Rock stars are rock stars. We're comedians, so it's a different thing. I think even the guys that got to that plane, like Eddie, Dice Clay. Yeah, Kevin Hart, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah. Well, Kevin um, Hart, definitely. Dane Cook, I would argue, for Dane two Cook. albums. Yeah. For the, yeah. the first two Vicious albums. Vicious Circle and, yeah. Um, retaliation. Oh, retaliation. Retaliation right. and then Vicious Circle. That's like, the, double, the double one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, Rockstar. But then he came back. I think it was his third special. He did it at the Laugh Factory. Which and he dope. brought it back to the intimate shit. Like, you can't right. fly at that yeah. forever. Like, no. you have to at some point get reconnected. No yeah. yeah. I... I don't know, man. If I had a chance to do arena, I'd fucking go get that money, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are y'all, are y'all scared of the AI? Oh like, yeah. Have you thought here's here's what I'll as a father now, let me put on my father hat to the fellow fathers here. Right. Have you thought about the ways that your industry could be fucked by technology and a job that you once thought was fucking safe into perpetuity is now on the brink of extinction? And are you fucking scared of that shit? Yes. I talked about that last night for about an hour. Yes, yes. I swear to God. I'm scared yeah. of it from scripted, like writing shit. AI's gonna write TV shows. And we're going to be fucked right. once it learns our algorithm and yeah. thoughts and all that shit. But I still think the live show, we will revert back to that. Yep. Even if it becomes this boutique underground yeah. fucking thing. Well, there's got to be that kind of correction, Dude, right? Because- already, Howie Mandel is reading his podcast ads on AI. Already. That's happening. Already. Howie, Wait, what? Break that Howie down. Does not, Howie Mandel does not read his podcast ads. His AI version of himself reads his podcast with the voice, it with the voice, voice and his face. Yeah, he, ha- he has the money for the a new age technology, but that technology, once it is affordable to us, that's what he doesn't do. It he just does his show, what? and then his voice, like some E Trade baby lip ad. Exactly. Fucking- no, he had to only allegedly film it once, and then he's people just type in what that AI Howie Mandel needs to say, that's and the cool. ads for HelloFresh and everything else is done, and and it is over. So the AI ads are already here. As far as now, next, I mean, look at that Joe Rogan podcast. There's a whole three and a half hour Joe Rogan podcast. It's 100% AI. It is one. No. Right, Pimpy? I'm not wrong on that, right? Uh, Yeah, there's a Google Joe Rogan AI podcast. Pimp's a fucking AI. You think you think you think it's actually pimp? This is an AI. I only found out about this thing where they're writing for you. Like my my writer said, as a joke, they ran it through the. They ran our show through the thing and saw if they can come up with some ideas for the show. And they said they were like simple. They weren't good, but they still, they still, they still think still generated ideas for our show. Yes, It'll get better. 
And you think a network isn't going to cut costs with that, especially with of a course. writer strike coming up, and they're yeah. going to fucking have to pitch up more of the the um, streaming money, right? Yeah, and eventually there's going to be a counter. There's always a right. counter after a strike. Yeah, there'll be an AI actor. They'll, we're just we're a year away from the first all AI movie that that's still you're going to have to pay for the likeness of Tom Cruise, but he's not going to have to do the work. You know, things like that. That that's what's going. to... Am I wrong about that, yeah. Pippi? Twenty minute. Uh, sorry, so twenty minutes. Not the Steve Jobs. So. He, Rogan interviewed Steve Jobs, all AI. Who's AI? Rogan or Rogan Jobs? is the AI and Steve Jobs. You cannot, right? If you pull it up, you you cannot tell the difference. And they're both having a conversation about it. They're having a full right? conversation. Everything is the same. because that's, that's It's lot. real. It's and the other part about that is, okay, so we'll probably, we'll, everyone in this room will most likely be safe because we've learned a skill. And as you said, the live performance will be there. Pimp's job will be there. Venetia's job will be there. We'll probably... Okay, but our kids. Exactly. That's what. That's the scary part. Where now are my daughters growing up in a world where almost all? And then what do the people who aren't as fortunate as us? What do they do? There's going to be no room for everyone. I'm starting to think that a lot of this shit, like some of these natural disasters and stuff, like you could fucking make an earthquake. You know, the government's like, we got too many. All the governments of the world are like, we got too many people. We got to start getting some of these people off here and disguising the shit as natural disasters, disguising it as war. But it's really like, we need some. Because every 30 years. Line, dude, what do you think World War II was? World War II was 400 million people off the planet in four years. That's a, uh, that is a reset. And people don't, you know, you think it was war and Hitler <laughs> and this and that. And it was, but it's like, there's parts of me now as, I'm going, bleak, through, bro. as I'm going through life being like, do the powers that be just be like, well, we can use a virus, I, we can use a war, I, we can use a natural well, disaster? I, I mean, think I heard of America, that, that about the pandemic. You heard, yeah. You heard that. It was like, right. I think of America as a corporation. I don't necessarily sure. think of the world as a global corporation. Or if it is, it's multiple corporations that aren't necessarily on the same page. But either mm -hmm. way, every now and then, a little bit of a reset, a little bit of mass yeah. death might be good for the corporation. Because mm. you keep a little fear yeah. there to keep the control. I just, when I think about AI and all of that shit, as it relates to my child, I'm like, oh, you can be a pilot. Probably won't. AI will do that shit. Mm. We we probably once they once they figure out the autopilot on these cars, I forget AI the autopilot already lands and takes off planes. I yeah. Mean, so it's not really that big of a deal. Right. The pilot's just there checking on shit mid flight. Right. Yeah, that's true. They don't right. really fly the plane at all, really. Not really. So then you'll have some pilot stewardess hybrid. <laughs> yeah, the, right. the the plane shakes and then the flight attendant. Excuse me a second, I gotta yeah. go check on the steering. <laughs> the AI students are still horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I worry about. I think entertainment is always the last one to surrender to technology. Yep. You know, there is the argument to lean into it and creating better written content. I guess, right? I don't know, man. Well, in a way, but we already now, have had to kind of surrender, small way to technology with the algorithm. You're not going to get anywhere with mm -hmm. ticket sales unless the algorithm deems itself, right? The algorithm has to say, let me show your stuff to millions more people because millions of people are already liking it and then the ticket sales come. Or the algorithm, you know, will say, will, will show that you're popping up in the city if you pay it to do that. If you pay the IG algorithm your ad money, if you give it your money, it pops up in the city on your phone. If you don't, then you don't get tickets. So yeah. in a way, it's happened already. You know, how much of it you want to give up is, is, is up to you. But I also think, though, that, like, so many times in history we've been here before. Not, as, not this specific issue, but it's like 
you know, when the printing press came, everybody's job got wiped out, you know, because there, there's no, and then you just kind of adapt to the right. new thing. What the new thing adapting to, what to adapt to is, I don't know. I guess that's the game, figuring out what are you going to adapt to. But as far as like this fear of this is, oh shit, we're on the precipice of, of, this disaster, I kind of feel like we've been here so many times. Yeah, but in society. I think it's exponentially, okay. it's speeding up. I mean, but I think that somebody in the 1500s would, say, would have said that. That's know? fair. That's fair. Yeah. But then the question becomes, as a parent, your job is to predict the curve and prepare your kids right. for a world that you can't even conceive. Got it. So yeah. what the fuck world are we conceiving when the curve is fast? Because my mom, you know... The curveball is a fastball. I, I, it's a fast curve. I, yeah, fast curve. Right. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a slider. I guess <laughs> the sink is just a fast curve. <laughs> like, the idea that my parents would just get a college degree and pick a field. And so journalism is what right. I gravitate. I got a bunch of journalists in my family, so that's what I ended up in. But by the time I got out of college, half the jobs in the newsroom were automated. Half the cameras in the fucking room aren't even fucking manned anymore. And yep. the person right. that's controlling them isn't even in that fucking city. Yep. Then when I started doing radio, half the radio jocks that you hear between songs, they're not in town. So no. if they're not in town, now you don't even need to pay a jock. Just use the goddamn Howie Mandel shit yeah. and just type in the words you want yeah. the machine to say. Yeah. yeah, that was the hot new track from Cardi yeah. B coming up yeah. next. Some fucking brand new Migos. Like, yeah. Right, right, right. And as it gets better, it'll sound blacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only encouraging news that I've seen. We, let's, let's end with something encouraging. The only I'll tell you one thing, you, one thing just before you were, you, were, you were waxing and you went like this with your glasses, which you've never been able to do before. Which is. And it was a whole new thing for so you. So there's a new Chrissy. You went like this. Yeah. Uh, this is AI. This is what my AI looks like. Yeah. This is what. So, so. One news article I saw, which I was like, okay, that's good, is, you know, everybody during the pandemic, of course, is saying that you can work from home now. What's going to happen to the, say, skyscrapers in any downtown city or whatever, that, uh, that they're getting the same work rate from, the, from, the, from people at home than they would be in the office. So this company's not going to spend the $50,000 to rent the floor, right? All that was true. The stats from the last three months have seen a decline in work from home because people were social beings and we want to be back in the office with each other and we'll work better Losing human to human than we will with the with the AI doing everything. So the trend could be trending now the other way. So some companies are taking that research and being like, oh, the social aspect of being human is the thing that AI will never be able to do and conquer. And that might be the place where all the jobs are at. I think what, we, what we're approaching uh, also is a degree of, since you want some positivity, um, some production equity between content creators versus needing a studio or a network to reach the people. Right. Because up until now, up until YouTube, you needed someone else to get to where you are to sell the theater yep. show. Yep, yep. Someone else had to tell you yes. Yeah. Now, even though there's an algorithm to navigate, you can learn the algorithm. You learn how to hack it. You learn how to get yeah, to the fucking people directly. So if we're going to start doing more CGI, we're going to start doing more AI. Most of the cameras that content creators use now are neck and neck with what they're using in television. Yeah. So right. if that's the case and things are going to get more techie and AI, 
well, if the studio's using AI to write a script, well, bitch, so can I. Right, right. Exactly. And so we're using the same fucking apps or whatever. It's not like your AI is better than my yeah. fucking AI. Yeah. So I think that there's going to be some degree of levity in the world for our, for our craft. Because I'm just thinking, how do I keep doing this outside of just being on stage 40 weeks a year? Right. Because as my son gets older, I want to cut that to 20. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like if I'm only touring, let's say, let's say, right, right now, and this is the type of shit I have to think about now. Let's say Daily Show don't fuck with me; they're already doing at midnight in the place according, so that's not an option. So the only other thing is to try and sell my own independent show. If those things, those things, shows come and go. I've sold scripts that have gone; some haven't, but the stage remains the same. Yeah. So if I'm on stage, then what are the other things that I can do that I can control in terms of content creation, that animation shit? I think that's going to be like what you're talking about where they just have a full digital type movie or whatever. I think people are going to have to start learning that shit. And then like you got, I mean, they had a, they had a commercial during the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, but that site Tubi. Oh, we talked about it. Yeah. Tubi is putting a lot of independent shit on a lot. Some of it is shot poorly and it's terrible lighting and you need a fucking budget to get a second light, but it's fair. Right. That's right. It's fair. Right. It's free market. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you can find your audience in any type of way, you don't have to necessarily lean on a show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's might- why we encourage you guys to go to OnlyFans.com slash HeyBabe, yes. where Sal and I are doing a show there that um, is a little bit different. It's a little different. It's a little different. It's, it's, it goes against what you know of us. Yeah. Well, maybe just, it embraces what you was know. Was it cooking? Us. No, cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, butt naked. Uh, there's just one one episode. It's just the cam. Pimp's got the camera on mine and Sal's open asshole the whole time. <laughs> that sounds it, nice. <laughs> it's nice, nice and clean. It's 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 it's, it's not. Um, it's a departure. It is a departure. <laughs> well, Walt Roy, since since uh, the AI isn't here yet, since we haven't gotten the official word on the Daily Show, where can people see you next? Yes, and, and except. For the snitch bitch. Yeah, except for that snitch biatch. Fucking snitch bitch. You know who you are. Yeah. We don't, but you know. That's enough. Yeah, I know who it is. All you had to do was come to me like a fucking man after the show and go, hey, there's another comedian with a similar thought. But you didn't do that, did you? Because you like drama. That's right. And now, snitch bitch, these these dates are not for you. Okay? These dates are not for you. But for the people Um, who want to go, where? Uh, shit, what do I have left at this point? Uh, I'm in Arizona, uh, stand-up live. I don't fucking know. Oh, stand-up live, good. I think it's stand-up live. It might be Tempe Improv. I don't. Just go to, just Google Roy I'm Wood in Phoenix. in the desert. Yeah, just Roy Wood <laughs> Jr. Put an at in front, put a dot com behind yeah. it. You'll find the rest of the dates. Um, I got a bunch of tour dates this summer. Hedging bets against the writer's strike, boys. Got yeah. Hell yeah. On that road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Writer's strike might hit, so I need to keep the fucking money coming in. I will I like be it. on tour this summer, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, baby. Uh, ChrisDComedy.com, SalVolcanoComedy.com. Yes. And uh, that's it, babes. The we, great Roy Wood Jr. Thank you for joining us. The great Roy Thank Wood you. Jr. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. This has been Hey, Babe. This has been Hey, Babe. Snitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>